Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 10th, 2020. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I don't know if you saw it or if listeners saw it. I first uh, came across it on 54 Below's uh, live Insta story, uh, Insta live. I know what you're you already know what I'm about. talking about. Yeah. On Tuesday evening at from the uh, Tuesdays at 54 with the one and only the incomparable, the wonderful, the light of the world, Robbie Rizal. Correct. And although he does not appear in this video, the <laughs> video was actually of the luminous Kate Baldwin singing Back to Before from Ragtime as part of, I think she was the, uh, the the final performer from his show on Tuesday night. And I think I'd actually mentioned um, when they announced the um, Ragtime reunion-ish type concert that I thought she would be a great option for it. The um, Ellis sent- Island one? or No, no, no. The one that they're doing for the Actors Fund. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Stokes and Audra. Right. Um, I thought she would be great, and she's wonderful. Obviously, it's not in the context of the show, so it, it's a little bit different, and to see sure. somebody in modern dress singing it, but um, Kate Baldwin is wonderful, and if you Always haven't seen brilliant. it yet, it is uh, in the show notes if you want to check that out. We are long overdue for a ragtime revival, and I want uh, it now. Yeah. God, yeah, definitely. It's perfect timing, producers. Get on it. Yeah. I remember seeing that with the original cast in 1998 and thinking, this thing is so... <laughs> it's not just like the way you said that. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a master of words. Uh, yeah. um, I just thought, like, this thing is so epic, it's going to run forever. It's like, it's going to be the next Phantom of the Opera. Well, I got that well, one. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't expect the producer to be embezzling money from his own company yeah, I mean, whatever the hell thing, he was doing. Things happen, I guess. Damn live end. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the, the, watch that. It's wonderful. It'll yes. uh, give you a wonderful feeling heading into your Friday, even though it's not exactly a happy song. But uh, anyway. Semantics, all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not not a happy song, but I mean, it's right. kind of, yeah. Anyway, um, another thing that would make us very happy heading into the weekend is if you went over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio and joined our Patreon family. Now, uh, Ashley, a longtime listener of multiple of my podcasts, uh, Jennifer Rubin, she, after I talked about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, on yesterday's episode, she said, this is the content that people want on Patreon. And she said, with all due respect to your soaps and, and masked singer. So, uh, so there you go. I mean, you, you at least have something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not your masked singer. The greatest show the, in television history. The now spinoff happening masked dancer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very strange. Yeah, it's a little, a little weird. But you at least have there's something you can yeah, do. I guess that an makes individual sense. Show about you know the uh, things yeah. that people want to see. Yeah, well, the um, not the thing, not just the things that Matt Tamanini wants to talk about. I mean, really, we're here. For, um, yeah, it's true. but so the 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 normal episodes, the pilot just came out on Tuesday. The rest of like the regular episodes don't start airing on NBC until uh, I think mid February. So uh, I I asked my uh, old something like a pop co-host Jennifer McHugh if she had watched it yet, um, and she had not. So she's going to watch it, and, and uh, depending on if she likes it, maybe I'll try to recruit her to Ooh, uh, talk about it go. with me. So I like that. That's yep. a good idea. Yeah. Either way, all right. Actually, talking about things that may or may not be good ideas, let's get into the news because last <laughs> night in them. the New York Post, <laughs> uh, Michael Riedel reported that the long gestating Hee Haw musical. 
is back on track and aiming for Broadway. Six years ago, a version of the show premiered in Dallas under the name Moonshine. Apparently, this version update of the show uh, is not necessarily going to be called that. So it, it has a completely new book. That original one starred Justin Guarini, by the way, in Dallas. But the reviews weren't great, and it kind of faded away into, you know, the ether with Kristen Chenoweth's Tammy Lynn Baker or Tammy Faye Baker uh, musical that never happened, or uh, Kristen Chenoweth's uh, Death Becomes Her musical, or right. the Kristen Chenoweth revival of Best <laughs> just, Little Whorehouse in Texas. Just a musical lot that never of happened. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but apparently this Hee Haw musical is back with a new book from Tootsie Tony winner Robert Horn, and it had a reading last month that renewed interest from the theater owners, according to Riedel. He said that the story focuses on some elaborate Hee Haw-ish con, and that the reading starred Julie Halston, who of course was uh, great in Tootsie, no matter how you're your feelings go uh, about Tootsie itself. She's always wonderful. Jack O'Brien is now directing, and the score, as it was originally, is by two of Nashville's biggest songwriters, Brandy Clark and Shane McAnally. Uh, Shane McAnally was on uh, Songland, which was a show on NBC where they actually... What's that? Never heard of it. Yeah, it was great. Like, um, I forget who else was on it, but they would... It was a bunch of songwriters, and they would bring in artists and songwriters to pitch them a song, and then some big musician, whoever it was was that episode, Jonathan Legend, sometimes, and there'd be country artists, pop artists, um, and then they would go and collaborate with on with them on writing and recording the song. So it was really mm. uh, a really cool show. I know my sister loved that. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so apparently the score is really good, and Riedel says that producers are hoping to bring the show to Broadway next season now hee haw if you're familiar with the original television show which i as old as i am i was not around (laughs) at least to watch the original but it was a lot of like corny cheesy jokes as a variety series yes 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 uh for the most part i believe again not old enough not that old um but it as Riedel notes in the article, it probably some of the humor would not exactly be politically correct today. And considering Horn's track record, I was going to say that won't stop Robert <laughs> Horn, will it? Yeah. <laughs> but so we will see what happens uh, with this one. Um, between this and the nanny, I mean, these I, are big swings. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't like. I, we talked about the nanny yesterday. I didn't. I don't dislike that idea, especially with that team. But I think that and is if going they to be bring Leslie Margarita. Yeah, I I love Leslie. Uh, I just I think that it's it's a tough sell. Like that's just one where I'm like, ooh, I just don't see a path to recoupment in that show or in Hee Haw. Yeah. I it's will ha- just... I will be happily wrong. I want every show to recoup, almost every show. To recoup. Almost every show. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like I these are big swings that I just don't see working. It's just yeah. I, between this, I'm I'm more okay with the nanny than I am. I mean, and and this is speaking very far down the line because God knows when and if the nanny will end up on Broadway, and if hee haw, the musical will end up on Broadway. But uh, speaking between those two, happier I guess to see the nanny because I think it probably has a better footing, like. A more relevant footing today than hee haw. I just I Fair. see it's so far outside of 
relevancy, I can't really imagine it selling well. Yeah. We will see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely always something interesting trying to find a way to Broadway. <laughs> Certainly. And I always say, like, I am a firm believer that anything can be a good musical if it is executed properly. If you got the right team. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And generally that team includes Steven Sondheim. Well, anyway, obviously, <laughs> he's um, going to scrap the booty L for well, he hauled the musical. If he's not still in his coma. Hey, hey, anyway, hey, um, he's fine. <laughs> let's take a second now to talk about this week's sponsor of Today on Broadway Express VPN. If you have been listening this week, you know what a VPN is. So you've heard me say it before. But just in case you are just picking up the episodes on uh, this Friday episode, a VPN is a service online that hides your IP address and lets you tell the interwebs where you are watching things from and streaming things from. So if you want to watch a show that is in another country, England, Italy, Israel, China, I don't know about China, China might be difficult, but uh, either way, um, you can tell the the internet that you are from that country and therefore allowed to watch things in that region. Conversely, if you are one of our many international listeners, listeners and you come to New York to see shows on Broadway, you can still watch everything that you could at home without any problem. Uh, ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but in addition, the reason to use ExpressVPN is because it is incredibly fast. You are able to stream things in HD without buffering or lagging, and ExpressVPN is a much better option than any other shady things you can find online. Additionally, whether you watch TV on your computer, smart TV, phone, tablet, video game console, whatever it is, ExpressVPN can help you there. And if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Broadway, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support our show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash broadway for providing all kinds of uh tech lessons this week very Uh, exciting yeah what can i say i'm a man of very few talents (laughs) um but yeah support the people that support us we would greatly appreciate it all right let's move on to some other potential broadway news as last night the london daily mail's bass bombaboy reported that hollywood heavy hitters anne hathaway and kit harrington are in early discussions to lead a new play by Tony winner John Logan called Double Feature. It is actually two plays in one and will focus on Hollywood legends like Alfred Hitchcock, Tippi Hedren, Vincent Price, and others. Baz reports with the name Double Feature, two plays. Exactly. Um, Again, they are in very early discussions on this, but apparently the show is aiming to come to Broadway in 2021 with hopes of then going to the West End next year. Uh, I was very, I was very much on board with Anne Hathaway for Bobby. Uh, I yeah. thought she would have been rest in peace. Yeah, that would have been a great way for her to make her Broadway debut because it. I mean, it's a. Uh, we know she can sing, but Correct. Bobby isn't a great singing role. Like it's not. You don't have to be a a fantastic singer right. to sing Bobby. I think she would have done really well for that. She, this would be her Broadway debut, but of course she has plenty of New York stage credits, mm-hmm. um, primarily with public theater. She did Grounded uh, there, the one-woman show with um, uh, directed by Julie Taymor, and actually a friend of mine was a consultant on that show uh, because it has to do with drone right. piloting and stuff or something like that. Um, or, or pilots or something. I don't remember. Um, she did Twelfth Night in Shakespeare in the Park. Right. Um, and, and of course, Kit Harrington has done a ton of things uh, over in the West End and actually got his uh, professional acting debut 
with Warhorse. So uh, this would be interesting, a, a, a good, interesting pair, and I think John Logan's I like great. It. Yeah. I don't love I don't love the book for Moulin Rouge, but when it comes to him doing like yeah plays, and I love his TV show Penny Dreadful, like I I I'm all for uh, John Logan. I didn't I didn't know he was behind Penny Dreadful. Yeah, he was the creator and the writer and the producer Sweet. of Penny Dreadful. Yeah, I haven't watched it all, but I know some of it at least. Yeah, I like it. I think, uh, especially, I mean, we've talked about Anne Hathaway and company in the past and how that didn't happen. I would just love to see her on a Broadway stage at this point. And Dem Thrones fans will come out in, you know, droves for Kit Harrington. So easy, easy sell in both, both the West End and on Broadway. Yeah, and unlike the nanny and hee-haw, this would obviously be a limited run with some right. stars, and it right. really wouldn't matter what the content is. Although, like I said, I expect John Logan to be able to write a really sure. quality show for them. Yeah. All right, Ashley, talking about shows that I may or may not actually want to see recoup their initial investment, <laughs> we had some more news uh, from West Side Story that is not exactly positive. We had previously talked about the fact that the leading man, the star-crossed lover, Tony, who is being played by Isaac Powell, has had to exit the performance, pushing back the show's opening by two weeks due to an injury. Well, that apparently was not the last injury because we are going to have a new riff coming into the program as the original actor playing the role, Ben Cook, who is also featured in the film version of West Side Story, has had to exit the production because of a reported injury to his shoulder that took place on Sunday evening during the Rumble. He will be replaced by Darren E. Jones, who was already in the production playing action. Um, he has taken over the role uh, with, with Ben Cook departing. Now, I... Talked about this with uh, Isaac Powell, um, and I didn't exactly we don't we didn't really know when he was injured, but we do know that Ben Cook was injured during the Rumble. The Rumble is obviously it's a fight, but the choreography for this is much more brutal and realistic than you would normally yeah. see in a West Side Story. And spoiler alert, and I'm being serious about this. Spoiler alert: If you don't want to hear anything, fast forward. Um, it happens in with onstage rain. So I can't imagine that if Isaac's injury happened during the Rumble, which we is not confirmed yet, but Cook's is, um, that the rain didn't play some part of that. I mean, maybe it didn't, but uh, it's just one of those things where this is not Spider-Man territory. But <laughs> I was going to say, I really enjoyed all the tweets uh, yesterday regarding uh, West Side Story, Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That's funny. Uh, but I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is not. I mean, they've already pushed back two weeks. They're replacing actors. I mean, is there a chance Isaac Powell doesn't return? Maybe. Uh, but it just seems. They spend uh, enough time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's very problematic how things are going over at the, uh, the Broadway theater. It sounds like instead of doing a two-month preview period, they should have spent more time on rehearsals and conditioning. Yeah, I yeah, and I don't know what these inju- how these injuries happen or if they were a result of them not being prepared or if it had something to do with the on-stage setup. I mean, even um, if even if they were prepared if it is a, you know, generally a difficult scene or a set to operate or anything of the like, you should be spending more time on it prior to putting it on for an audience for totally. the sake of your actor's health. 
Yeah. Now, in fairness, they have been doing workshops, specifically choreography workshops for the show for before. So it's not like I don't want to throw that in there. They didn't just come on from the book read and come onto the stage for previews. No, No, definitely not. It's still just a matter of, you know, I I hate this long preview period. I hate the show to begin with, let's be real. <laughs> but I hate the long preview period. And if we're seeing injuries happen over this two-month time, does that mean they're going to push back the show further? There's a lot of things it could mean. And I feel like a lot of it could have been prevented. Could be. All right, let's move on to some other news. Yesterday, the entire cast and creative team was announced for the upcoming musical Fly, based on the J.M. Barry novel Peter and Wendy, which will be premiering at the La Jolla Playhouse, beginning performances on February 18th and running through March 29th. As we have previously discussed, Storm Lever will be playing Wendy, Lincoln Klaus will be playing Peter Pan. In the musical that features a book by Pulitzer Prize finalist Rajiv Joseph, music by Tony Emmy and Grammy Award winner King Bill Sherman, lyrics by Obi winner Kirsten Childs and Rajiv Joseph himself. It is directed by Quintuple. Uh, I don't know what number it is, but uh, many, many times Tony Award winning producer Jeffrey Seller and choreographed by Andy Blankenbuehler and Stephanie Clements. Joining the cast now will be Eric Anderson. Jeremy Davis, Isabella McCullough, uh, and many, many more. Sounds like a really, really interesting cast. Good cast, I, yeah. yeah. Eric Anderson is phenomenal. I, I when you and I saw P- uh, Pretty Woman together, like he just oh, yeah. explodes off the stage. Um, and I felt the same way about Isabella McCullough. Like I thought she was great in the prom uh, in a yeah. really underappreciated role. I mean, she was underappreciated, wasn't of... understated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought she was uh, giving many, many layers in a show in a role that didn't necessarily need layers, but she did it anyway and mm-hmm. uh, did wonderfully. So. Definitely. And then finally, yesterday, we got word about a new musical drama series coming to Showtime. It is going to be helmed and executive produced by Oscar winner John Ridley and will be uh, produced with him by some folks named Alicia Keys, Benj mm. Pasek, and Justin Paul. Don't uh, know. Don't, don't know any of them? No. Nah. Never heard of them. Um, <laughs> Pasek and Paul will also be contributing music. The show does not yet have a title, but the show centers on an emotionally complex family story that spans generations and threatens the fabric of the community in present day Milwaukee. Um, I, look, Pasek and Paul, you, you tell me that I'm going to watch. Sure. Didn't you, say, didn't you say Alicia Keys? Like, okay, mm-hmm. sign me up. I don't have showtime, but I'll pay for it. <laughs> there you go. TV loves a musical series right now. I'm very here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Between Zoe's and this and obviously there's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend just ended. Mixtape, I think. Is, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, mixtape. is uh, That's the Joshua Saffron show. Mm-hmm. Um, so just uh, really, really good stuff. And everyone thought that Rent Live killed the, mo- the TV musical. Obviously, that's not true with yeah. Young Frankenstein coming. Um, I think we'll see something from NBC probably this year, if not next year. Um, but I, I, yeah, musicals on TV, especially when they involve in some sort or another musical theater people yeah. are great in my book. Yeah, that's what I find. You, you mentioning the live TV musical events. That's what I find really interesting every time one of these series is introduced is it's usually at, 
usually about 50-50 of people liking or disliking these live events. So for all these series to be coming out, I think everyone wants to say, we shouldn't be doing any more of these events, no one likes them, but clearly there's some market for musicals on TV, which makes my heart very happy. And also our community and the people that we hear in our vacuum and our echo chamber. Nerds. And can't. <laughs> can be quite a bit cynical what? Uh, when it comes to those cynical things. nerds in my theater never never all right well that's all we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway radio you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all right everybody head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadway radio.com slash patreon or of course support the people who support us and go to expressvpn.com slash broadway thanks for sticking with us this week have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back to talk to you on monday 